And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Welcome, everybody, to the Pit Podcast. We're glad to be doing our second one today. I'd like to thank Donovan Hilton for giving our lesson today. We have we have Dennis, Ephraim, and Carlos joining us today for this podcast. Donovan, man, he's a really good friend of mine. I, I met him in this, we're doing this thing called LifeWise Academy, which is this release time instruction school that we were were able to do where kids can come out through by federal law kids can come out of school one hour a day to be able to receive religious instruction so it doesn't matter uh, what religion you are this is a right that's that's given by the supreme court that, that your kids can come out of school one hour a day as long as it's privately funded off school grounds and with parent permission and that's how i ended up meeting donovan um just a, a great man, and uh, just really have really have been proud to to work with him in in different capacities. He's a really true brother. He has a love for God, uh, a love for his family. Just and I'll stop there, and I'll let Donovan explain a little bit about himself. So, Donovan, tell me a little bit about yourself, what you do, and and again, thank you for joining us today. More than welcome. More than welcome. Thank you for having me, Patrick. Good morning, everyone. Truly honored to speak for a few minutes to stimulate our minds. Can everyone hear me okay? Thumbs up. If you can hear me okay. I can hear you fine. Perfect. Okay. And just a little, if some background by myself, husband, father, just a great private individual. I do a lot of work in the community. And as far as just helping to provide as best I can strategic partnerships and fundraising opportunities for nonprofits, as far as corporate social responsibility. But my wife and I also operate a, a sales and marketing consulting firm that uh, helps brands increase their presence in urban areas and and yeah, in urban in er, urban areas either to increase your customer base or your presence in urban communities. And so we f- uh, focus particularly on workforce marketing, real estate, community engagement, and local business development. And so that uh, business that we created, we've been in business now for seven years. And it all started with just pretty much volunteering and helping to support nonprofit organizations. And over the years, we were able to build a strong offers and provide a model until we, to a point where we run this business full-time, this consulting firm. And in that, I've dealt with a lot of, so running a business, being a husband, a father, trying my best to be a community leader. In that, I've built and managed a lot of relationships. And for me, I moved to Tennessee. I'm in Tennessee now moved from a different state a little over 15 years ago when I was 21 years old, just turned 37. And I moved to a, to Tennessee, homeless, if you will, by choice, technically homeless uh, with my and with my girlfriend. And again, my girlfriend and I, we've been ne- married now. We just had our, 20, our 12 year wedding anniversary two weekends ago. And it's definitely been a journey for me as far as building relationships, managing relationships, 
And a lot of people ask me, Donovan, is there any type of, they started, they started, we came to Tennessee, we were 21, didn't have too much going, and here you are, where we feel like you don't have a, where you have everything going. And to me, it's a blessing. I'm very appreciative simply because there, and for me, there's certain key elements that have helped me along my journey. And I just wanted to read that to you. And ultimately, today's focus, if you will, is being an exceptional man. Pretty much. I'm, I'm actually using the book by M.S. Shiflet. It's a Christian book. And basically, it's just and I, the reason I, I gravitate to this book, because it focuses on the lifestyle that I work hard, at least try my best to lead as far as leading by example. And that's pretty much just making sure that I'm being bold, being balanced and being biblical. And so we're going to jump into that as far as a few verses real quick. If there's any questions, feel free to raise your hand. I can't see them per se, but maybe Patrick can help me and let me and just let me know. But we'll go ahead and open in prayer, if you don't mind. And uh, we'll get into uh, these few scriptures here. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity of waking us up and just giving us an opportunity to experience life. And in that experience, get an opportunity to represent you in the kingdom by example. And so for that reason, we want to just stop and give all praise, recognition to you. And just thanking you in advance for continuing to lead our steps. We're truly humbled and honored to represent, be an ambassador for the kingdom. And in that, we just thank you for the grace as we know all things work for good. And we just want to extend all of our love and uh, support to everyone here on the call, as well as those listening. And again, congratulating everyone in advance for their success as all things work for good. And we say this in Jesus' name. Amen. And today we're going to just, we're going to read, I'm going to speak from Ezekiel 22, verse 30. Ezekiel 22, verse 30. I believe this is the New International Version, but forgive my ignorance as far as the various versions. But ultimately that, that verse says, Ezekiel 22, 30 says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. And I'll read that again. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. And so I think, I just feel like that's a very important verse for us to keep in mind as men, especially, I can speak for me at the minimum, and hopefully it resonates with you, uh, as a man, uh, in regards to one, and again, it's about one growing the a personal relationship uh, with the Father, with God, with Christ. And if that's something that you haven't done, then I think I, I would suggest it's the first thing, just the first secret relationship, if, if you genuinely have not, because that's what's going to really make what we're talking about here pop, if you will, because there's no gimmicks, respectfully. I think I may have tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> in that, just always keep it in mind that in Ezekiel, 20, Ezekiel 22, 30, God is saying, I sought for a man among them. And I guess at the end of the day, it boils down to, and again, I'm using my story because, like I said, when I came to this whole different state, and it, a lot, again, a lot of it is great, but at the end of the day, faith without works is dead, as they say. And so I came to a whole other state. I didn't have too much material possessions. All I had was, you know, what God has put in my heart and mind and pretty much coming on to a new land, if you will, and just trying my best to be a good representative of the kingdom. That was my whole focus. And I say that respectfully because my parents and my parents, my family that raised me helped instill that in, into me. 
and not to the point where it was like forced, but wise enough for me to know, okay, Donovan, you've been wise enough to give, been given these tools. It's up to you to apply them in life. So I just never, I never really strayed away from the tools that was taught to me at a young age. And so coming into a whole nother area, I've been able to really see how this verse really makes sense as far as getting your daily bread and what you get, but it's not just surviving, but it's also thriving because we have to be an example for the kingdom at all times. I think that's how one of the ways the Lord moves is by really putting not as much words, but more so actions and leadership. And so with that being said, I just want to make sure that we want to have an idea of seeking God first, because if we don't, then we won't be aware that God is seeking us. So if we don't know that, if we don't know that we should seek God, then we'll never know that God is seeking us. And he is. And in Ezekiel 22, 30, First thing he said in the verses, and I sought for a man among them. So we could be confident in knowing that if our life or any challenges or whatever that we're going through, God is looking to work with us. So always basically lean and focus on truth for the uh, and on the word and things will work out. We're gonna have some uh we're gonna have some proof of what that looks like shortly. But and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. And I guess one of my questions is, and the floor is open right now, when it comes to standing in the gap for the land, I just want to ask someone, what does that mean to them, standing in the gap for the land? And and I'll say this before I ask the question. In this case, there was a wall in this story, in Ezekiel, there was this wall uh, that was designed to protect the people and to separate the people. And that's what a wall is designed to do. But in this wall, from my understanding, there was a part of the wall that wasn't really completed. And so for whatever reason, but that, I don't want to dismiss for whatever reason, but there was a gap in the wall. So it was a straight wall, but there was a part where the wall was not completed. So individuals can walk the walk along the path of the wall. And then when they run to this gap, they can just walk right in. I believe I'm not speaking out of ignorance. And so what God was saying was he needed men that he can trust to stand in the gap of the wall. So the part where the bricks were not, he needed human beings to stand there and be as strong as those bricks and uh, to protect the people, to protect the land. And he couldn't find any at that time. And so one, the question is knowing that, do you feel like uh, it's necessary to be a gap filler? And maybe you don't want to answer that question out loud, but just think about it. Or if you want to put in the chat, uh, for the sake of time, would you do it like that? Do you feel like it's necessary to be a gap filler? And were you aware that a gap filler technically exists? And also, are you prepared, am I prepared to be the one to fill the gap? And I'll give you an example of what that looks like. For example, like I said, I came here when I was 21, didn't have any children, 37 years uh old now, have three children and a wife now. And if there was a gap in my household, I would be expected to fill it, the wall, to protect, to fill that gap, to fill the wall in regards to keeping, and again, a wall idea is to keep things separate and to keep things protected respectfully. And I always look at the word, always when I hear the word separate, I always think of the word holy. I always look at the word holy or sacred, which is another word for holy or sacred. And so what we're doing when we are filling the gap, technically, is we're keeping things separate. We're keeping things holy. We're keeping things sacred to some degree. There's a reason why we're not just filling the gap to fill the gap. 
And so one, are we filling the gaps as far as the walls in our own life? And then are we filling the gaps if we have a spouse? Are we filling those gaps as far as being that protection, being that the item that's going to keep things separate, to keep things sacred, to keep things holy? Are we going to be that gap filler in that wall as far as our spouse? And also, if we're going to, are we going to fill the gap in the wall for our children and extend the family? And the reason why I bring that up is so important because what we're looking to do is preserve the culture of the spirit, preserve the culture of the kingdom. It's very important because respectfully, and I say respectfully, if we don't preserve that culture, then you can see there's other cultures that can pop up. And so my experience of having to force my not force myself, but one, I chose to stand in the gap and be that gap filler in my own wall personally. And what that and that kept things separate, sacred, and protected for me to have the strength and the mindset and experience to be able to be blessed with more to be a gap filler for my wife or my girlfriend who became my wife and then a gap filler for my children. And I'm going to that are just a heads up, I end up having my first child before I was married. I'm just going to give everybody a heads up on that. This is what it is. And so in that, uh, I, end up I ended up getting married. But at the same time, I did recognize uh, respectfully before I put the cart before the horse that I still had to fill that gap at the end of the day. And so I'm going to bring it back, if that makes any sense. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found them. And so another thing to keep in mind as I listen to that verse is God is going to Yep. Um, to answer that question that you you have had before, that you had with that standing in the gap, that is like a very just important role that I feel like a lot of us as men have abdicated our role. And abdicated means we've. If you don't know what that word means, abdicated is where you give your authority away your inherent authority as a man or whatever authority that you have, you pass that authority on to someone else that's, that should be yours. And, and in that act of abdication, we've given the, the standing in the gap to our wives. We've given the standing in our gaps to our pastors. We've given the standing in our gap to our friends, our schools, our teachers. And it's one of those things where it is very important. When I, what that means to me, and I can only speak to me personally. Let me take my hand down here out of this chat. Hey, can you see when I raise my hand or lower my hand in your section? Okay. All right. I want to make sure you can see it. Um, what it means to me is as far as standing in the gap for others. Number one, like you have this hierarchy of things. It's me for it's God, then me then my relationship, my girlfriend, wife, whatever. And then, then it's kids. Then it's, then it's like your work, community, whatever else after that. And then your ministry, those are like this order that sh already should be happening biblically. And so when you're standing in a gap, each place is very important that you're standing in a gap in each one of those places. So in a lot of castles and stuff like that, or fortifications, you have different areas where that fortification is. So you have God as your number one wall. Then you have yourself. So your mind, your the way that you're seeing things, how you're believing, how you're getting in the word. A lot of times we don't even begin to stand in the gap for ourselves as men. 
And so we let anything come into our space, anything come into our sphere, anything come into our mind, and it should we should be directly connected to God in that area first. And then we have our wives and our spouses and stuff like that, or our girlfriends or the people that are very significant to us in those areas. And nine times out of 10, we're not standing in a gap for them. We're not praying and reading with them. We're not treating them the way that Christ loves the church. We're not doing that. We'll treat everybody else in the world probably so much better than we actually treat our wives and our, and our girlfriends and different things like that. We're more tolerable, tolerant, different things like that. And so we don't stand in the gap for them. And then we have our children. And a lot of times we are disconnected and we don't know what's going on with our kids. The school has actually more influence and TikTok and everything else has more influence we usually have given everything we've had to give at work and in all these other places that we don't even have the energy to really even connect with our kids. And so they get like the last fruits of who we are. And then we have our community because by the time you get done dealing with yourself, you get done dealing with your wife, you get done dealing with your kids, you don't have a whole lot left when it comes to dealing with your community. And then you try to do ministry or whatever it is that you're like work, ministry, all that other kind of stuff. You try to do that and we're usually disconnected. So standing in the gap is just having those things in the right order and where you have God first, your wife second, and you're main, making sure those relationships are maintained the way that he's asking you to. And then it, and it trickles down because that affects your kids. And you start to stand in the gap for your kids because you and your wife or you and your girlfriend... Um, are doing those things together. Now you have your home in order. Now when you go out into the world, you can correctly affect the world around you and your community at work and your friends and your church and different things like that. And then when you are like that all the way across the board, of course your ministry is going to be a hundred times more effective. So standing in the gap is very it's like one of the biggest things that we as men can do, but one of the things that we maintain the least. I'd like to, to talk a little bit about my thoughts on the on the the passage, first of all, and then on Patrick, what, what you were bringing up too. That whole section there in Ezekiel is God talking through Ezekiel and condemning the religious leaders of of his chosen people at that time for for abusing the people for speaking false prophecies and that he was basically saying well, i'm going to bring co condemnation upon the nation for this so the people that he was wanting to find that he couldn't find the men that was were to stand in the gap for this fire that was going to come through and if i'm uh, remembering correctly <clears throat> which i may not i think that was when the babylonians came and uh, destroyed the city of jerusalem and the temple and, and the like so it's basically who's going to stand there and fill in that gap where there were holes in the wall or there weren't it wasn't uh complete so I think that's important from the context that, yes, we need to, to have people, hopefully ourselves and our, our brothers in Christ, 
who will stand in the gap. But number one, we have to be aware of what God's word really is and bring it to that personal level, talking about how that this affects each of us. I think it's because I, I have been through sort of seasons in this myself for many years. I was born into the and raised in the Catholic Church, and studying the Word of God was done from the pulpit, and personal reading was not something that was encouraged. It wasn't condemned, but it wasn't encouraged either. And it wasn't until I had gone through all kinds of uh, messes in my life that I started to seek God and seek the truth and started reading the the Bible for myself. And and then I was confused because I was like, okay, where do I even start with this? And starting the Old Testament seemed just it was something I couldn't relate to. So I was blessed, blessed that I had somebody who came into my life and suggested a, a pattern that for me worked well, said, yes, we need to understand the Old Testament, but let's include so I would study maybe a chapter out of Genesis, and then I'd go to Matthew, and then I'd read Psalms, and I'd read Proverbs, just in that fashion, and did that for several years, and was able to get th through the entire Bible that way. And I do I feel like I know the Word of God intimately as well as I should? No. But do I know and understand the, the word better than when I was before? Absolutely, 100%. I think this is calling us as men, Patrick, as you were talking about, in different various aspects of our lives, to know the word of God so that we can apply it to how we are as, you know, first of all, as sons to our, you know, our parents, Secondly, for those of us that are married to as husbands to our wives and then fathers to our children and then brothers, brothers to to the men around us. It's a very, I think, a very significant passage there and one that I, know, I haven't heard a lot. I've heard some pastors preach upon on this, upon the idea of standing in the gap, but I think it goes much deeper than a lot of us think it does. Yeah, I wanted to add to that as well. We have, it, it's like the symbolization of Nehemiah with the wall, the sword in one hand and the hammer in the other hand. The sword is the word of God and anything that comes and approaches it, it's not of God. It's a slay and come down with, which is the word that's in our mouths. And then the hammers to, to fill in the gap to help and where in those areas need help. You got to build a wall. You got to build a wall. You got to mend the relationship. You got to mend the relationship. We as men are called to discipleship. That's filling in the gap. That's creating disciples as God has told us to be. That's being deacons of the church. That's being elders of the church, filling in the gaps where nobody else wants to fill in the gaps. You don't need to be told this because the Holy Spirit will tell you this. As for me, standing in the gap is making sure that I see others with God's eyes. Um, that's including my family, that's including friends of mine, that's including my brothers, that's including people that I don't like, people that I don't know. We all are creatures of habit. 
And when we lay our when we lay ourselves down to Christ and we die to ourselves, we are no longer ours, we are his. And when we are his, that means we're sacrificing and putting our flesh on that cross on a daily basis. And we're standing in the gap for all people. So <clears throat> Ephesians as well says in Ephesians that we're supposed to pray uh, for all things. And when we're doing that, standing in the gap, we're praying for those that, that we don't know. We're praying for those that, that are having issues. We're praying for those that, that are having trouble. We're all supposed to be gap stoppers. We're supposed to be watchmen. If we're Christians and men of Christ and, and, and we're seeking for his heart, as he as you said in the word, that he's always chasing us and waiting for us, we're the ones got to be chasing him as well. What are we chasing after? We're chasing after God's own heart. And um, when we're doing that, then we're in his righteousness. And when we're in his righteousness, we're going to stand at a wall and fill in the gaps wherever that, that needs to be. And it can be a multiple of things. It doesn't matter what it is. But we're supposed to be the ones to stand together. We're not supposed to be sitting back and letting everybody else do it. We're called men of Christ. We're supposed to stand up and do it ourselves. And when we do that, and we have a band of brothers to do that, and we create a wall, how powerful is that when you have a, 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 a chain of men that are seeking after God's own heart at the watchtower? Nothing will get in. <laughs> Nothing extremely would not get in because you have men that are just standing there with a sword and a hammer ready to slay it down and fix it. That's my take on that. No, uh, 100%. Lieutenant Colonel Patrick and Carlos, 100%. And I really appreciate all three of you ex and pretty much breaking down what I had in mind. And I think Carlos said, in God's eyes, we are all creatures of habit, and we all need to make sure that we're standing in that gap. And like I said, and also, uh, I believe it was Lieutenant Colonel Dennis who said, uh, at the time, this the story goes back because God was talking with the religious leaders or the leaders at the time of being faithful and standing in that gap. So thank you for just clearing up that, that story, Lieutenant Colonel. And so basically... Excuse me. Basically, like we're all like everyone was saying that we're the, we are those leaders. And that's just something that for me, I found out for myself as I was going through my life. I was just very wise enough to realize, man, in my personal life, God is asking me to be a gap stopper. I'm going to use that word. I like that word. Or to be and to push myself to have order in all areas of my life. First and foremost, to have that order with God and through God and everything in life, my personal self. And as I did that and I worked on that, I saw, I'm not saying it's always the case. I'm not saying that, but what I, what I do, did see is for me that as I put, I stood in those gaps and show my, and, and just put the work in, I saw other areas opening up and they were small steps and they were over the course of time. But overall, I, I saw that 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 abundance was starting to increase and i don't want to take too much time but i have a few more seconds but ultimately and i'll just jump right into the fact that when it comes to being a gap stopper there's three things that to some degree we have to be focused on and that's to be bold that's to be balanced and that's to be biblical and really the biblical aspect i want to say is really first but at the same time i know god works to me 
personally, he works with our hearts and helps us because not everybody picks, picks up a Bible at the beginning. So people never really had that, 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 that opportunity. But when we seek, and we may not be knowing that we're seeking specifically Christ, but we're seeking, Christ will open up to us. And for some reason, he'll get that word in front of us. So the biblical may not be first, but, it's a, it, but it will become first. But ultimately, uh, which is a huge proponent, but ultimately being bold, being balanced, and being biblical. And uh, when it comes to being bold, there's a, a scripture, Deuteronomy 31, 6, that comes to mind. And it says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And I'll read that one more time real quick. Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and courageous. Be strong and cor- courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And again, that's just basically building a deeper relationship as you seek that relationship. And uh, let me see who said the word. Someone said it. But ultimately, in having that uh, personal relationship with God, it, it, it will give, for me, it's given me strength to be courageous and to go after the things that God has placed in my heart and mind and things I need to do. And I'm just giving you guys tips. I don't want to drop, man, I don't know how much time I had. I, I should have asked before. But ultimately, just knowing that Deuteronomy 31, 31, 6 is one way to make sure that we have strength to be courageous and to be bold. But when it comes to being balanced, and please stop me anytime or hands up, just want to wrap it up a little bit on my end as far as the devotion. But Job 31, 6, when it comes to being balanced, let me be weighed and just balance and let God know my integrity. And when I think of uh, balance, I'm thinking of the scales. And if anyone has any thoughts when it comes to being balanced and working in integrity, please join in and so we can elaborate on that in regards to just the integrity aspect of how the integrity and boldness pretty much helps set the way for things that we just don't expect in our life, where God is moving. Does anyone have anything to uh, speak on in regards to just balance and integrity and using those two and boldness and really experiencing or has a story of experiencing opportunities open up or, or, or abundance happening in your life? I got one. I got a, actually a really good story for this one. And I, and I actually wanted to, I'll circle back around to you, Donovan, because there's a question that I do want to ask specifically if people could have in mind like times where they either had to be bold or this question also. So a couple years back, I was with my, I was with my ex at the time and it was the stupidest thing, man. But it was Christmas time and we had these trash cans and our, and our, and our trash cans were just so full of Christmas trash. So full. And we had this neighbor that was across the street. And nobody lived in this house whatsoever. And like honor and integrity is like very important to me. It is one of the most important things. Any of you guys that know me know that it's like literally how I think about everything. And so my ex kept asking me, she's like, hey, won't you just go grab one of those trash cans from across the street? And to me, it was really bothering me because it's not my trash can. In a way, that'd be stealing someone else's trash can. It's not that big of a deal. It doesn't seem like it's just a trash can. And for the week, man, kept asking me and asking me and asking me. And I finally, I was just in my mind, in my heart, I knew I should have done it. But finally, in my and finally, I was just like, oh my god, I just don't want to deal with her asking me with this one more daggum time. And so I went across the street, 
drag these trash cans down around to my house and put the trash in. Like literally probably two hours later, I see this lady walking up and down the street and all the other kind of stuff. And then they say the cops come knocking on my door. And the cops like, their neighbor called the cops. She said she has her numbers written down on her trash can. She said that you stole her trash cans and stuff like that. And I was like, no, we didn't. I didn't. I said, I didn't steal them. And, and then the Lord just pricked my heart at that moment where I was like, I did. I did take them off. I, we didn't think anybody lived at the house. And I didn't even say we. I was like, I, because I didn't even include my wife in it because it was my responsibility as the, the husband at that time to not even include her in it. I was just like... Even though I was mad at her, it was my choice. I should have never done it. And that was a personal integrity at that moment. Now I had the cops coming to my house about some stupid trash can. And the cop was annoyed because here's a neighbor. You can see the situation. We It was just so much trash. and But she was right to do that. And I was wrong to have taken those trash cans. And that bothered me so bad. Like at that point in moment, I had just vowed like I wouldn't because I was so hot with my ex. I was like, you will never ask me to compromise myself in this way ever again. You will never do it. And that and it was nothing on her. She can ask all day long. It was still my choice to do those things. And and that integrity portion and that that is so important in everything else that you do because um, it's the basis of how God can work through you. Um, a lot of times when we are wondering why we're not having victory in our life, a lot of times because of so much stuff that we have in the background that if we were really honorable in integrity, even in our personal and have integrity in our personal lives, we'd be confessing, getting things right, staying right with God and different things like that. It has a big deal with that. To be really honest, right now, there's some things that I'm thinking about right now that I have to get right because that's going to affect my walk. And the most honor I have to have is between me and my God. You guys can think all kind of things about me. You can think I'm the best guy and all the other kind of stuff, but the, the truth is still always still the truth, no matter what. And that's the thing about honor and integrity. Like, Integrity is always lined up with the truth of who you truly are, regardless of what you try to portray. And so if you're cussing at home all the time and you come and you're around everybody and you're this super godly man, everybody else might think you have integrity, but the truth between the integrity between you and God, which matters first, if you have everything in order, God, you, wife, like your family knows who you are, your wife knows who you are, especially, and then you know who you are between you and God. So that honor has to exist there first. And a lot of times uh, we don't have that. I know I struggled with that before I took my life. There were so many things where I struggled so much with so many other things. I was pretty much authentic about it. Like uh, people knew. But at the same time, there was these deeper struggles where I didn't have brothers around me like I do now. Like me and Donovan, me and you talk. E, the co-host for this, me and him talk pretty much regularly. We're actually, we usually have a conversation on, we do this. We have another conversation like before 
work and then another one during the day. So Monday is our day to connect. And, and those are those times where I get to talk about what's actually real and be authentic before me and God and before me and man to keep myself on a, a right path. If I didn't have that, I would be slipping in those areas constantly. Because right now, even this whole session, it brings honor and integrity back into the forefront of my mind because am I who I am at home the same way that I'm on this screen or on this thing or with you talking to you or whatever? And that that brings great conviction to me. Because like, how are we going to be talking about these things for all these men and I'm still this person in the background? And so that keeps me right because, okay, Lord, I need to, you need to forgive me for that. And then that keeps me right. And so, yeah, man, honor and integrity, man. That is a big deal in my book. That is actually, if you're talking about standing in the gap, how can you stand in the gap without those two? You can't because when you need to be watching, honor will make you take a nap and go to sleep and not watch the gates. And then now the enemy's coming in integrity well, when you're supposed to put mortar while you're building the wall and you miss that one piece of mortar and you didn't put that mortar on that brick, integrity will make you go, you know what? Let me go all the way back to the other side of that thing, get the mortar that I need and put that brick down, even though I didn't do it. Integrity will cause you to actually build that wall correctly at every single step of the way. So those things, they go hand in hand to making the strongest wall possible and keeping you awake while the enemy is coming and that in the darkness when everybody else is asleep. Those are my thoughts. And I just, and I just noticed the time I have to get the boys to the school bus in about seven minutes, but I do want to answer your question too, Patrick, because everything that you said with honor and integrity, that's pretty much what the idea and what everyone said, that was pretty much the idea of where I was going and really making it a lifestyle, really making it to where what, like the person that I respect, respectfully, the person that people see is what, who I work to be behind the scene as well. And so all those little details really does count when it comes to building a true personal relationship with God and, and it, it does work out. So we definitely want to be bold, integral, walk with honor, have balance and make sure we stay in the word. And through, through my experience, as you think about your journey, all things do work for good. And Patrick, I wanted to ask you, ask, make sure I answer your question too. Cause I hear the boys putting their backpacks on. I want to make, and they say good, good morning as well to everyone. Hey, let them boys know I love them and good morning too, man. <laughs> I sure will. I, I know they're saying, "Hey, Mr. Patrick," so just keep that in mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, did you have a question for me? Uh, uh, one more question for me, Patrick. Just an area in your life where, same question you asked for me. Like, wh where is one area in your life in particular? where you have a, sh a short story where you had to worry about integrity, honor, or just boldness, like you were saying, to actually do either one of those things yeah. or well, whatever actually, in your life. Well, what I'm going through right now, respectfully, my mother-in-law, who opened her house to me over 15, yeah, over over 10 years ago when I was 21-year-old kid, didn't know anybody, and come from a whole different state. She opened her door. My mother-in-law my sister, my mother-in-law passed away Less than a week ago, my wife's mom here in Nashville, she's very close to our heart. And a few years ago, my wife's older sister passed away, who basically my wife's older sister has three children. So three, I have three nieces that I've known since they were eight or, eight or nine. They're almost 30 now, and they all have children as well. And so they've been, the I've been the only, outside their grandmother and their mother, the only 
respectfully masculine role because there, there was no men in that in the family on my wife's side of me. The, I, I'm married in. So I, and so with them having their mother, their grandmother gone, that's all they know as far as a protector, or someone to love them. And they've just known Malika and I. Um, I could say, hey, I'm from a different state. I can pack my stuff up and head, take my family, wife and kids and go and it's not my problem. I want with my great nieces and nephews, my nieces and nephews, anyone else that comes in the in this uh, family, I want to help create a culture of walking with integrity and honor. And that's forcing me to, uh, my, my nieces now call me, like my baby nieces that are five years old are now, they said, I'm, you're no longer my uncle, you're now my grandfather. Like they recognize the severity and impact of what's going on. And thinking of things like respectfully continue to walk with honor and integrity as a human being, showing them what that looks like. How do you treat your spouse regardless? How do you treat your family? How do you focus on respectfully? It's not about that, but focusing on your revenue and being able to provide those things. So that's something that comes to my mind right now where I'm thinking, hey, how do I take this, not how, but kind of take this situation and really show my appreciation, not only to the father, but also to the women that passed away. It's getting a little emotional. We have the funeral this Saturday and just show the family a side that they've never seen before. From what I've seen for 20 to almost 15 years, we just haven't seen that side like that. And so my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law are trusting me through the grace of God to be able to pour into these children that really are not, I'm, I'm married into these young folks and it's going to be a great opportunity for our family to grow. First of all, man, um, let us say condolences to your family um, on both yes. occasions. And, and then number two, man, just I want to lift you up right now. Um, we have 10 minutes left officially. And one of the things I want to do real quick, man, is just to lift you up. Number one, thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing your testimony. And yes, thank you. With yes. Us. Absolutely amazing. And what we would like to do, me, E, Dennis, and Carlos is still here, I think. Yes, um, he is. I, I, I don't hear your... I haven't heard you speak on this thing yet, but um, that's okay. What we want to do is just pray for you in this last couple of minutes and lift you up and then also lift each other up before we go. And and then we'll have a little session afterwards just to talk amongst ourselves. about How that. many more minutes you got, Donovan, before you got to take them boys to the bus stop? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're muted, Donovan. But yeah, just if we go long, you just go when you need to go, brother. Thank you. I, I literally have sixty seconds, so thank you. They're by the door. I'm going to pray for you real quick. Okay, mm -hmm. start it off, thank and you. then we're gonna, and then we'll we'll continue a little bit and stuff like that. We have another extra fifteen minutes, just extra. But uh, real quick, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Donovan, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the word that He gave this morning, Lord. It was very powerful, Lord, and it's much needed for the men here in this area and, and around the world, actually. Thank Lord, you, I pray, Lord. Lord, that you just you lift him up, Lord. I, I heard in his voice, Lord, when he was counting the cost, Lord, of who he's going to have to become. Lord, that brokenness, Lord, that he's going to be a grandfather and a father, not just to his kids, Lord, but to all his nieces and nephews, Lord. Mm. He's got to be an example and a brother to all of his, his aunts or, or his sister-in-laws and and family like that, Lord. And the honor yes. that, that that is, but the weight that it is also, Lord, because, Lord, that's the truth of standing in the gap. That's right. And, Lord, Lord, when you stand in the gap as a man, Lord, you become father to the fatherless. Lord, you become a provider for the widows. Lord, you become a person that meets the needs of the least of these. And, so, Lord, I pray, Lord, you continue, Lord, to grow him in these areas, Lord, 
grow us in these areas, Lord, and help us to be, help us not to abdicate our roles as men, Lord, but to constantly, Lord, lift ourselves up before you and before your throne, Lord, so that you can make us the men that we need to be, Lord, the men that's going to stand in the gap, Lord, to be watchers and rebuild the walls. That's the thing that was so amazing about this, Lord. Not only do you stand in the gap, but we rebuild the walls at the same time. And so, Lord, just help us to do both. Thank you for this, brother. Thank you for the impact that he's had in my life. And, Lord, the honor to meet him and his family, his wife, Lord. And, Lord, just the impact that he's having, Lord, continue. Lord, We right now we pray the prayer of Jabez on over him, Lord, to expand his horizons and everything that he touches. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother, so much. I appreciate it. Yes. And wishing everyone a great day. I am heading to the stop. God bless, man. God, God bless, bless you all. Too. Thank you for coming You're on. You're welcome. Doing this, man. You. More awesome. than welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Patrick. And Lieutenant Colonel, please check your email. I just emailed you the phone number to U-Turn Laverne. I'll do that. Thank you so much. More than welcome. God bless, everyone. God bless. All right, guys. Awesome. Awesome stuff there, fellas. Gives you a lot to think about. It gives you a lot to think about, about just there's always somewhere more that we can stand in the gap in. And somewhere more we could be building walls. And yeah, there's a lot of subjects here that I see that we could probably go on for a couple hours uh, mm -hmm. with. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to I respect like, the, the format I here. And... Open up Pandora's box, man. He was just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. We can go on for another three, four hours. That's for sure. <laughs> But maybe we'll 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 continue this on another episode, maybe out you know, in the future here. So I want to be respectful of kind of the structure that that you've we've laid out for this. Very awesome, man. Any last thoughts that's going on today, E or or Dennis? Any last thoughts? Or Carlos, man, we haven't heard from you yet, man. We're, We'd love to hear. Man, from... We're gonna we're gonna get you on here, man. Speaking. Yeah, I'd love to hear from Carlos. I'd love to to get some of the other guys that have been on in the past back with us and hopefully encourage them to to join in because from my perspective this this is really no different than what we've been doing before we decided to turn this into a podcast man i don't know yes. if they're concerned or you know have a little bit of fear about that but um hopefully we can get them back um oh, it's all good. Others. i think it's I don't even think it's any of that. I think it's just, I think it's just work and schedules and stuff like that. And people have to get up, get their kids. And, 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 like and, and, and the work of the, the, the enemy that doesn't want this to, 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 to get out. You know what I'm saying? Every time yeah. we, we step out in faith, uh, the, the evil one trying to, trying to throw roadblocks up in front of us. I think that may be a little bit of what's going on too. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. That's uh, why I, that's why he gives us some legs to jump over and shields to bust through. It's all good. It's all good, man. Brothers, thank everybody for joining us for this podcast with Patrick Dennis and E for, for long, E for short. Anybody that knows him, that's so my co-host with that. And it's just been an amazing time hearing Donovan Hilton speak today on Bridging the Gap and that passage on Ezekiel. And just keep that in the front of your mind, guys. How are we going to stand in the gap? And uh, any last words before we get off this thing? We continue to have to be prepared always. We've given our first fruits in the morning to our Lord and Savior, to our Father, Abba, Daddy. 
And what fitting isn't every morning I do it and all men should do it. Always put on Ephesians 6, 10, 18, the armor of God. And when you put on the armor of God, you best to believe that you're standing in the gap <laughs> in all aspects throughout the day. Because as Dennis just put out there, the enemy's always throwing fiery darts. And if you're not prepared, you're going to get hit with one of them. That's the reason why, that's the reason why you got to have your sword in your hand and you got to have the hammer on the other hand to build and prepare and fix and, and, and put that clay and put that mortar in in order to fix those areas. I, for one, was Patrick can attest to this. Amen. Where I've been and where I've come along and what God has put me through and what has God has put me on this journey to, I ain't even going to even mention it, but just to be recognized because I'm very humbled and to be recognized like I was yesterday was so humbling to me. I'm still feeling it today. And and I just want to thank God for that because man, <laughs> I was such an idiot and such a, not a nice person back in the day. And I just want to thank him for that. I just want to last words for me or con- continue being authentic in what we do and uh, number two to um i think we should be <clears throat> make certain that we're always focused on practical steps <clears throat> what can i do to apply this principle to where i'm at in my life in my various roles because if i can't understand it i can have it here i can have it a mental picture of what that should be like, but I really don't know how to walk that out in my life. I think that's something we need to always keep in mind for ourselves and for the guys who join us and for whoever it is that may be watching or listening to the podcast in the future. E, can you go ahead and close it out for us, man? You got it. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you, Lord, that you always are in the midst of everything that we do, Lord Father God, when we put you first. I pray, Lord Father God, that this word that came out today and will touch many lives, Lord Father God, after this podcast and and those that were in this chat, Lord Father God, and podcasts as well, Lord. I pray that you bless the men that that hear it, Lord Father God, that they'd be attuned to what you're saying, Lord Father God, with integrity to build a wall and have that sword in their hand, Lord Father God. And I just pray that you bless every man and every household, Lord Father God, that they continue to seek your heart and run after you, Lord Father God, as you continue to reach your hand out and pull us out of that pit that we are in, Lord Father God, that sometimes that we create ourselves. Uh, I just pray, Lord Father God, a blessing to all the men, Lord Father God, let them walk in your divine presence today, Lord Father God, and most of all, use them for your glory, Lord Father God, as a vessel that they may preach the good news to those that are around them or have a discernment in their hearts, Lord Father God, of the word to uh, touch someone, Lord Father God, or pray for someone, Lord, that needs it, Lord. We thank you for this time, and we just thank you, Lord, that you always show up, Lord Father God, no matter what. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. It's a blessing as always. Just a blessing. Love you guys. I love all you other guys out there that is that's listening and need these things and continue to seek his face and watch what God does with you. All right. So we're signing off with the pit podcast with E Dennis and Patrick. And uh, you guys have a blessed morning. Amen. God bless.